Hey, it's Josephine. And it's Maya. And this is People Like Us. People Like Us. The podcast. People Like Us listeners, it's Josephine. I'm currently editing the episode that you're about to listen to. I just wanted to add a little disclaimer. This is our first mini-sode, but we didn't manage to record it in the best place, so the quality isn't great. Um, Rather than throwing it out, though, I just wanted to add this disclaimer because I thought the discussion was pretty good and we wanted to let you know what we thought about the Oscars. So I hope you can deal with it for the next half hour or so. Again, I'm super sorry, but I hope you enjoy anyways. Thanks. Bye. Hello. It's it's a mini-sode. It's just a mini-episode in the middle of the week. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of because... We, we just have a couple of things that we want to we wanna talk about, but it's not really worth a, a full episode. And I don't think I could sustain talking for an hour about no, Oscars. No, no, no. I think it would kill me. No, because it was so boring. Yeah, I was quite disappointed with the Academy's turnout for this year. Mm. The ceremony was boring, and, like, there were a couple surprises. Yeah, but there wasn't, like, too much that really blew me away. It was, like... I had higher expectations, you know? Yeah, definitely. You did um, have your, whatchamacallit, your little bingo and your predictions list. Yeah, I tried to make a game out of this. Basically, like, the Oscars are, like, my version of, like, the Super Bowl where everyone's, like, putting bets on, you know? Like, I was invested because I was, like, I have my predictions. I'm, like, standing behind them. And so I was, like, just making a game out of it. Yeah. I think what kind of upset me was because we posted these on um, our story and I was keeping track of like them while we were watching and I was kind of sad whenever you would get one of the predictions right as opposed to the who we want to win one right. I was like, yay, we got one right. But then at the same time, I was like, no. I know. It's like, it's, it's like some sort of weird success because I'm like, I can correctly predict what racist white men will vote for. Yeah. But it's also like, this isn't right. Like, somebody else should have won. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I didn't hate my predictions. I was like, I'm I'm fine with these winning. Um, I mean, I just had the satisfaction of getting winning the game, pretty much. Yeah. Except for a couple. Yeah. The main one that I missed out on was original screenplay. Yeah. Because I underestimated Jordan Peele. Same, but I'm so glad that he won. Yeah, I, I can graciously lose that category. Because, yeah. like, I swear I almost cried. Because I was like, this is such a first. He's, like, literally the first black person to win original yeah. screenplay. So it was, it was nice to see. Mm. Yeah, I... <sighs> I just, yeah, he was like, that award was the one that made me the most happy, and I'm mm-hmm. so glad that he got it. I think I think one thing that the Oscars did well, though, this year was inspiring me to make films again, yeah. and, like, I think him winning that award definitely would have inspired a lot of people from different minorities and, like, to show them, like, hey, like, you can do it like it's like achievable yeah yeah and the fact that yeah he did pick up and put down that script like 20 times yeah oh my god what a motivating factor i was like wow i can completely fail again again and still pull something off yeah yeah still make a piece of work that 
you know, makes people think and it like, was really like admirable. Get yeah. Out was just probably one of the best films I saw in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, it has continued to stay with me, and I like I remember seeing it at the time, and I was saying like, oh, it's like misery, but done in 2017. And I was just like, nah, it's like taking the thriller genre. And it's like it's changed the game a little bit. Like, yeah, sure. I'm just uh, I love it so much. I love that film. I love forcing people to watch it and mm-hmm. making them think. I love it. Oh, but I don't know. There wasn't really anything else that happened during the Oscars that I was like really excited about. Yeah, like it's been almost a week now, mm. like more than a week, and I struggling to remember. <laughs> yeah, it was last Monday that it happened, right? Yeah. Two Mondays ago. Two Mondays ago. Yeah. My God, it's been so long. Yeah. Um, I did really like Best Picture. Like, yeah. I was quite happy. Have you seen it now? I've seen it now. Is it good? It's really, really good. Okay. <laughs> um, the soundtrack is so lovely as well. Yeah. I think I, I picked it for the soundtrack as well. And it was lovely. Yeah. Like, it, it was honestly, like, it encompasses, like, all the categories so I understand, like, overall best picture. Yeah. Like, cinematography was beautiful. Like, honestly, just, like, art direction like, was so, yeah. so beautiful. Um, like, I still think about, like, just the visuals. And, like, each character had such a backstory. And, like, even in what felt like such a limited time, like, they were all fully realized. And there's this one scene, um, Sally Hawkins. Like, I understand why she didn't win Best Actress, but there's, like, the one scene that they played when they were going through the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Like, her character is mute, and so a lot of the film is, like, in ASL, and it was just amazing. Like, I cried in that scene oh only because it's so just, like, amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea that it was – that her character was mute, and when I was watching the Oscars, I was kind of like – I never actually thought about her as a contender for Best Actress, but mm-hmm. watching just that little clip, I was like, oh, my God, like – she's able to act and display like so much emotion through like her body just language. through her body language and like normally like people like i guess you could say that um you know what's his name i've deleted him from my brain because i hate him who is he he won best actor oh gary oldman yeah gary oldman i feel like his i haven't seen the Darkest Hours, yeah. it was called. Haven't seen it because I can't be bothered. <laughs> but also the clip that they showed of him, um, he seems very reliant, like on mm-hmm. words to convey like emotion. And even then, when I was watching it, I was like, eh, okay. But yeah. watching just her sign and just her body language, I was like, whoa. I seriously thought for a minute that she was going to win Best Actress mm, yeah. just for that clip. She was, like, a serious contender for it. Yeah, so it was just, like, two different approaches to to Mm. film, I guess. I have two things. Yes. One, I found it really cool that also the best foreign film is also about, like, signing. Yeah. I think it was it. It was the main character, Dev. It was one of those. I'm trying to remember what she might have been mute. It was, like, it was... Yeah, it was that that was foreign film, that's all I know. And I just thought that like even mm. like um 
like even disabilities were being represented yeah. this year. Like I think the Oscars did a pretty good job with representing a number of people this yeah. year. It was really, it was nice to see. Yeah, we've come a long way. We've come a long way, but we haven't come far enough. Far enough. Yeah. Um, I think that there are a couple of moments watching, like I guess you could say Gary Oldman winning Best Actor is a sign that we still have a very long way to go. Yeah. Um, if you aren't aware, Gary Oldman um, is accused of beating his wife. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a wife beater. Um, which is you and know, the fact that they chose to ignore that and still yeah uh, give him the award. Yeah. But also, I have a gripe with the um, film editing award. Should have gone to Baby Driver. Oh yeah, but definitely. I know that they didn't give it to Baby Driver because, because of Kevin Spacey. Spacey. But I'm like, here we are, still giving Gary Oldman awards. Yeah, and Casey Affleck wasn't. Yep. To be seen last year's. I think it's just because Kevin after. Spacey is so much more publicized and like yeah. out in the media that it's true. But it was thing. interesting to see that Casey Affleck wasn't even at. The Oscars this year. No, he was uninvited. Wasn't, wasn't mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yet, Gary Oldman still wins Best Actor. But I feel like Casey Affleck won last year, and I feel like he people was disgusting. For, and yeah, I feel like Gary people Oldman. argue for Gary Oldman that it was like allegedly. And I'm like, <laughs> um, okay, are there we still are a lot of cases of it being allegedly, but it's just like, yeah, it's not an excuse anymore. No. Um, also, so on my bingo card, I had um, like a tile that was like. The band plays off someone during the <laughs> yeah. speech. I was able to cross it off three times. One of which was, I think, he was for he was for one of the editing ones, um, yeah. and he was literally talking about his deceased mother, who he was dedicating the award right. to. And it cut him off right as he started, and then like they stopped it. Um, and yet Gary Oldman was let to talk for maybe five minutes. I know it was terribly long. That's all I know, and I was like really offended. That was still giving him airtime, yeah. and, and yet they would cut off someone, yeah. like literally grieving. Because it's seen as a lesser of an award. Yeah, and they I don't, mean, they're just not human, I swear. Like, what are they doing? I, it's sad. I don't know. I was I, I was pretty tired after watching the Oscars. I was tired lounging around all day eating popcorn. <laughs> it was um, three hours, I don't blame it you. Was, yeah, it was three hours, but I just feel like... You know, I'm just so tired of Hollywood at the moment and the Oscars kind of, I think reflecting back on it, it just made me, it makes me so angry. Like Mm -hmm. last year I was so angry after the Oscars because of um, the way that La La Land, you know, that whole whole situation. I felt so bad for Moonlight and then I was like, like they won the Oscar for best film like I shouldn't feel sorry for them but I felt so sorry that like every single like photo and every single like newspaper it was that moment moment, and it was of the La La Land cast and she's like wow we can't even let this film have its moment and like it's talked about like as being the moment rather than the award that was actually given to them and so the fact that they won is like still sidelined because of the bluff that overshadowed it basically and I just Part of me, when I was watching the Oscars, I was like, oh, I wonder if something else is going to happen this year, and then nothing happened, and then I was bored. That, yeah, that's why it was boring. I was actually pretty shocked that they brought back Warren B. I was like, we're doing this again? Yeah, I was like, do we really Jesus. have to let them have a second chance at this? Like, it's not even funny that they were brought back. I was sort of like, no. just let no. it die. I did think it was funny how they did give away Jet Skater. 
That was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, that guy had like a 30 second speech. Right. He was like, thank you to my mom and the production company. See ya. Right? Like, that would like, be me. <laughs> Even if I was going for like best actress, I'd be like, thanks. And then I'd walk oh. off stage. Hopefully that's the year where they give away like a uh, one bedroom apartment in um, yeah. the western suburbs of Sydney because that's probably that'd worth great. more than a jet ski. I wouldn't even say thanks, I'd just take the trip. i just go, yep, bye. <laughs> So, what other moment did you enjoy um, from the very extremely boring Oscars? I, I didn't mind Francis McDormand, but I also yeah. had mixed feelings about it at the same time. Why? What are, what are the mixed feelings? Oh, I don't know, because I just, part of me is just like, oh, wow, she's just like including like all women. I was like, wow, great, yes, like shine shine a light, honey, go off and do it. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, oh, how is this like that revolutionary like I still don't feel like it was enough or it's like I don't know part of it just irked me a little bit and I don't know why just like the telling everyone to stand up and stuff yeah kind of but it it just made me feel uncomfortable and I like I don't know why probably because she's white and I was like do you really need to be the one? But then also I was like, well, at least she's giving women a platform. And then I was like, oh, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It just made me feel a lot of very different things all at once. Right. Yeah. I feel like the Oscars is like a platform to voice your social justice message. And like, but like the moment it happens, I'm like, oh, whatever. I get, like, if she didn't say anything, if she just did her normal thing, I, she would have been, like, demonized and been like, oh, wow, yeah. you had this moment for women and you yeah, didn't take she it. had to say something. I did appreciate, like, the second half when she was talking about inclusion writers because mm. that yeah, is really important. exactly. That's what I liked And, like, about that speech. stands more than just women. Yeah. So I was like, woo, I think that's, that's the part that did make me feel like, oh, yeah, she's saying something, but at the same time when she first was just, like, ladies, and I was like, no. Here we go. I can't deal with another speech like it's kind of like it started me off feeling like the Emma Stone when uh, Emma Stone is the best director firstly I do want to say I did like that she won she had like in my opinion the best actress performance for out of the films for three billboards yeah she like you need to watch it yeah I need to watch it like the one she, thing that you know was when they were doing like the roll through of each actress, I was like, "Why are you gonna use that fucking deer scene? It was the worst CGI idea I've ever seen in a film." Oh, was that a CGI idea? It was a CGI idea. See, I'm not cultured enough to realize that that deer was CGI. When you watch like the scene, especially I watched it in a small cinema with a big screen, it's like so like apparent. It, it, yeah, and it yeah. took me out of the film for a second. I was like. Oh, Oh. It was, oh my god, it was gross. And I was like, why would you choose that scene to show? But yeah, whatever. She won, I'm happy for her. Yeah. Second, Emma Stone, yeah, fucked. We had a Natalie Portman moment again with like literally the same why joke. Why do we need, like, why, 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 why? And it bothered me because Guillermo and Jordan were also exactly. in that category, and it's another white feminist moment where we're gonna. We're going to pretend we're all into feminism, mm. but we're ignoring the complete fact of, like, being intersectional about feminism. Exactly. And it's like, you've got literally two other POC mm. people in this category. One Why of them is, like, an immigrant. Exactly. And one of them who has, like, 
like one of the most important stories to tell in film and we're just gonna belittle it and just be like and yeah. Greta Gerwig and I was like Jesus Christ even though Greta definitely deserves her moment but also I think not a moment like that no exactly thing. not a moment like that I think it kind of takes like feminism right is meant to be about the social political and economic equality of the sexes yes and sexes includes all non-binary folks it includes everyone everyone Every should race. be exactly everyone should be equal right yeah. But also, like, I understand that women are a minority at the Oscars, mm-hmm. right? So you can have the argument that, oh, you know, she was just bringing up a minority. Like, great, cool. And she was a minority within that category. That category but she was only a minority based on her gender. It's not like she – like, she could have easily have said, like, and Greta Gerwig and Jordan Peele and – Guillermo yeah. I'm close I'm getting better <laughs> like it's just like why can't you just say best director at the same time because like, you're saying that like she, like part of me is just like great so you're putting her on a platform cool mm-hmm. go off but also that kind of in my mind low-key belittles her as a director mm-hmm. it's again just reinforcing that she's a female director and like singling her out exactly but it's just like i don't like if i ever become a director at the oscars and i'm the only female director there i don't want to be called out i don't want to be i don't want to be put on a pedestal i want to be one with my peers i don't want to be seen as like this radical idea just sitting just like oh wow we finally have a female director it's just like I'm just a director. Yeah. I'm, like... Exactly. But I get that, like, maybe for Greta it wasn't seen, felt like seen like that for her, but... But it's like, that's it how still it has the across. same implications once yeah. it was said. That she still isn't equal. Yeah. Regardless. Like, I'm still mad that it was a recycled joke. Yep. I'm still mad that Guillermo's win got shit on a second yep. time. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, how Here we often? go again. But you think that, okay, Emma Stone, um, I have a love-hate relationship with her anyway. I love her because I think she's an amazing actress. And I think that there have been quite a few films that she's made where the characters that she's played have been important. Mm-hmm. Like her character in La La Land, I think definitely resonated with a whole lot of people. And I think that character, like, when I watched that, her performance that really, really moved me. I think her and Izzy A, also super important. Um, and then you could say, like, the hell, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, she did have that role in Aloha. Oh. Right? Yeah. That, and that makes me super uncomfortable. She's because I'm fine. just like, wow, you did, like, the help, but then you've done Aloha. Yeah. It's just like, you think that after that role, she would have learned, or like, that she would have taken something away from the general public's mm-hmm. reaction, but I feel like she's just going to be one of those people that I'm going to love her. She's a problematic fave. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's going to, like, say that she's learned, and then she's not going to. Strong street. And I don't want to put her in the same category as um, Taylor Swift or Lena. Dunham or Amy Schumer or Jennifer Lawrence, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. But she's slowly working her way. It's just a thing that, like, with white feminists, like, it just just happens. They don't consider beyond their own conditions. And I think, like, as a white woman who is a feminist, I don't think I'm a white feminist, 
but there was definitely a point in my life when I first started learning about what feminism was and realizing that those kind of beliefs definitely aligned with my own personal beliefs. Um, you definitely have to check your bias at mm. the door. Like, yeah. I have to do it every single day. You can't just, like, it's so hard because it's drilled into you from birth. Like, my parents or, like, people that I'm surrounded by, all the white girls that I was friends with in high school, they definitely, like, you pick up a lot of stuff unintentionally. But the thing is, it's a constant learning process and undoing all those biases and it's just like it's not that hard to do yeah and frankly I think they're more inclined to do it because of like the platform that they have like it's it's more important for them to recognize it and like change their opinions and like all be more aware Brie Larson is an amazing example of a white woman who is a feminist, but she doesn't let her whiteness impact her views on other people. Also, Jessica Chastain, who I read about yes. recently, yeah. is also pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's just like, see, it's not that hard. It's not that hard, but you just have to actually set out to do it rather than get defensive when you get called out. Like, yeah. it's all about listening to other people. Like, yeah. yeah. But then that's kind of what irked me a little bit about Frances, I think, mm-hmm. was just because she's been very, very quiet. Yeah, I think about everything that's been happening in Hollywood, and I'm just like, don't really know where you're coming from with this speech. Mm-hmm. But then also, you know, she shouldn't have to make a political stance in her Oscar speech, but also she kind of needs to, but she shouldn't have to, but she does. I just hate how it's all so complicated. Yeah, the like, is a big old mess. I can only imagine what it's going to be like next the year. The Oscars become so political that, like, mm. there's always going to be that air of like responsibility that yeah. needs to happen on that night yeah um because so many people watch it and yeah. it's like when someone does something wrong or like it isn't up to par with what should have been said or should have been done should have been awarded something like that it's always going to stand out amongst yeah definitely. other people who will take that responsibility mm. at whatever i think yeah over time it probably would have been okay just to have it be an award ceremony but I think especially with, you know, the new host, like Jimmy Kimmel, I really, really liked his opening monologue because I feel like he definitely addressed everything that was going on in yeah, Hollywood. It fits in with, like, the political climate of the time. Yeah. Like, I thought it was pretty okay as well. I was expecting less, so I was mm. mildly and, like, surprised. The only time he really made jokes was about the Oscar ceremony last year. Which got all or really about, fast. Yeah. But also, like, and also the lack of diversity that still yeah. is there. Otherwise, he addressed, I think, everything that was going on, like, you know, the emergency, like, the Time's Up movement and the Me Too campaign, which, okay, just saying, that campaign has been around since the early 90s. It was started by an amazing African-American woman, and only now has it been adopted by, again, the white Mm -hmm. feminists in Hollywood, which I'm so mad about. Didn't even know that that was a thing, and... It was meant to just be a support group. Like, it was meant to be like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me too. I'm going to support you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't meant to be, like, what it has kind yeah. of become, which, again, stresses me out. But anyway, I feel like he did such a good job at bringing in, like, a somber tone, but it was also, like, educating people on what has been going on. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't really follow what's happening in Hollywood, it kind of, like, explained, like, this is why the mood is the way the mood is going to be tonight, guys. Yeah. But he didn't really joke too much about it. 
at the same time, the Wagamite issue was, was that stupid wrinkle in time segment, which wasted yeah. a lot of time that like didn't need to happen. It just didn't need to happen. Wrinkle in time is like a shit movie, anyways. So <laughs> we're not even going to talk about it. Have, okay. Have you seen it? No. Why would I watch that? Um, I mean, early reviews came out and Miss Reese Witherspoon turned into fucking flying lettuce. It looks like a shit movie. <laughs> Yeah, I probably won't watch it, but... Flying Lettuce. That is something else. Yeah. Like, I'm all for Ava DuVernay and Oprah or whatever the fuck, but I'm not watching it if it looks like shit. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh my god, it looks so terrible. But, anyways. Um, Do you think that that kind of... <laughs> just quickly, I think we were talking about it a little bit in um, our Oscars, our full episode, mm-hmm. um, when we were talking about hidden figures. Yeah. Do you think it's kind of just pandering to diversity do you think and i mean no because like we're talking about hidden figures right like yeah it was an okay film like yeah. it was just a film but it got a lot of hype because you know it was telling a really was, important story it was an important story yeah, i understand filmmaking wise it wasn't amazing yeah but like that's fine too do you like, think they're allowed to make bad films i'm okay with that i'm just not gonna go see it but yeah. um the issue I have with Wrinkle in Time is that they're spending so much money on marketing. Yeah. Everywhere I turn, there's, like, a random YouTube video that's being sponsored by it. They've, I've heard podcasts that have Wrinkle in Time ads for it. That TV spot in yeah. the Oscars was highly sponsored, and I don't even want to know how many millions they've spent on that. And then um, Oprah and then Reese and I think Ava did three different nights of like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, one of those each night. And like, how much money is that going to spending on advertising this crap movie when they could just make a good one? Yeah. Like I haven't even seen any advertising for Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I have not, I've seen nothing. Yeah. That's like a whole nother story. But like, if you could just make a film that was, Instead of being like rushed through production to make something, yeah. uh, it's just like money could be spent in better places, mm. or like more time could have been spent yeah. on what seems like a very messy script mm. production. It's it just confuses me, and yeah. like I I don't really understand why they need to either because it's based on a book that is loved by so many people, and I'm sure yeah. that the people who love the book are going to watch the film anyways. Yeah, why do you need to pander to so many other people? It's just, oh my god, it makes me so frustrated. I'm just tired with... I'm tired of bad films. I'm tired of bad films. <laughs> I'm tired of bad films. Just go watch Black Panther three times to yeah. make up for all of Wrinkle in Yeah, time. I need to watch Black Panther. Keep saying that. Need to. So good. So cool. Oh my god. I saw um, Chadwick Boseman like, throughout the night. Like, literally any time anyone spoke to him or like like a photographer, like a press yeah. person would like yell Wakanda forever. He would do the Wakanda salute. Oh. And it just warmed my fucking heart. It was so cute. Um, then he's... Like, even though I haven't seen it, there needs to be more films like that. That it does, like, and it's just, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, any moments? Yeah. Any oh, yes, I just remember. Liked? Um, when they had the mashup of the actors and the directors and the writers talking about, um, whatchamacallit, like, about the creative process for them and, like, yeah. saying, like, go make me a film. And I was like... That was so motivating. And yeah. I loved Kamehameha Gianni when he talked about yes. his film and, like, his wife Emily Gordon as well. And Greta was in that montage, I remember. It was, it was really nice. The moment that definitely stuck with me was, I think, when 
he said, um, like, to the white men in, like, the crowd, like, you know, you've, you guys have made some of my favorite films, like, of all time, and, like, you should be able, like, I've had to relate to you and your stories my entire life, and that's fine, but also, like, now it's your turn to relate to mine. Yeah, it's so nice. just, like, I was just, like, dang, I really want to make a film about, like, what I've been through, or, like, about, like, the queer experience, and... I want people to have to relate to that because I've had to relate to fucking straight Straight. stories my entire life. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So it was like moments like that which actually Mm. made me like want to keep watching those moments for three and a half hours where I was like, am I really going to wait for this? Yeah. Um, I really liked all the recognition Coco got. Yes. Their performance was like up there yeah. as being one of the best with Sufjan and then oh my god Oscar Isaac when he was like Viva La Mexico is so I cute know. and their little embrace with the director of Coco I was like lying on my floor and I was like staring at the Oscars like my face cupped into my in my hands and I was <laughs> like I love you Oscar Isaac yes go Mexico and I was like I so love this cute. surprise it's me again this is another side note not related to the quality of the audio recording, but we're talking about Oscar Isaac and it reminded me. I want everyone to stop this right now and go watch Annihilation on Netflix. This is not sponsored, but I really wish they would. But it's probably my best film of 2018 so far. It's three months in, it's early to tell, but I know that it's a great film. It's got Oscar Isaac in it. It's really, really great. Go support original sci-fi just, it's great. Go watch it. Okay, back to the Oscars. <laughs> also, um, so the song from Coco won Best Song. Yeah. And it was that couple who had written Let It Go. Let It Go. But did you know that the man is now a double EGOT holder? What's an EGOT? Um, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Jesus. He's got two of each that's <laughs> fucking insane what he's so talented damn yeah I mean like it's, it's incredible I'm still a little bit upset that Sufjan didn't win um, yeah. best song because that song uh, that's like the whole reason I went and watched Call Me By Your Name was just to hear that song in it mm-hmm. I've been I remember when they released like a little snippet like a snippet of it from the trailer and I was like obsessed with it and I was like Sufjan he's doing the music for this film so I know it's going to be good and I need to go and watch it and then when they released the whole song I spent like three weeks on my bedroom floor just crying but I was like yeah it's a sure thing like he's going to win it yeah I mean the song from Coco is great too and I mean like I'm a little bit butthurt about Sufjan but Mm. it is what it is it happened I feel like Sufjan, he's probably going to be okay. He's probably going to write... Um, yeah, it's going to stop him. He's going to write about, like, losing his faith in God or something. And <laughs> he's going to win, like, a Grammy for it. Yeah. He'll be like, thank you to the Oscars for not giving me, um, you know, an Oscar for my song for Call Me By Your Name. This album was a direct response to that. <laughs> and I'm not bitter at all. And then he goes home and he falls back asleep in his nest in the middle of the forest. Like, Pretty much. I feel like, yeah... I mean, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I didn't get a bingo, I just got tiles here and there. Yeah. But it was a fine. It was was fine. Out of ten, what would you give it? A six. Oh, yeah? There have been better Oscars. Yeah, I'd probably give it a six or a five and a half. And I mean, like, now I've seen the Oscar films that I wanted to see. Yeah. 
So I'm satisfied in that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with the choosings except Gary Oldman, pretty much. Yeah. Oh my god, the one that I got wrong that was really mad was visual effects. I underestimated yeah. Blade Runner, and I was like, <laughs> my heart hurt. I was like, oh my god, my faves. Mm. Um, but Roger Deakin finally won his fucking cinematography Oscar yeah, after good. literally 20 years in the business. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a couple here and there. Sam Rockwell was pretty happy. I was very happy with that one too. He does a really good job. You need yeah. to watch the reports. I do. I really need to watch it. Like, arguably his character is like, is like more emotive than Francis McDormand's character. Yeah. So I, I really liked that he won. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Till next year. Yeah, until the next mini-sode, which I yeah. guess we're going to start doing now. Yeah, just certainly we want to say something, but we can't <laughs> but on a smaller scale. Yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.